When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is iFanboy Special Edition for Love and Thunder. When I look into your eyes, I can see love Fanboy Special Edition Thor, Love and Thunder. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I am here with Josh Flanagan. I'm going to go by Josh Sherrilson. Josh Sherrilson. Yeah, because my mom's name is Cheryl. Is it by your father? Oh, yeah. I was just, that was about to go off. Yeah, no, I'm not using the other one. <laughs> That's about to go word. No, come on, man. You know me. <laughs> I know. I just, I, my, my brain went to the proper way to do it, and I went, oh, stop. Pull up. Jerryson. We're not here to talk about father issues. We're here to talk about Thor, Love and Thunder. I mean... How do you talk about Thor without talking about father issues? That's true. The newest Marvel film. <laughs> There'll be spoilers. So uh, exercise some caution. If you haven't seen the movie, this film is the first solo character to get four films, uh, which is I was uh, somewhat surprised to read, although I thought about it and realized, no, that's correct. That's right. I remember early, early on, uh, like right after the first Thor had come out, there was, I don't know, there was a story about Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Chicago and Chris Hemsworth had gone there and we're like why is he there and it was because they paid him more to go to Comic-Con than they paid him to be Thor <laughs> right and yeah I, and and so every time he comes back as Thor I'm like well, why does he keep doing like everybody else has left and also I don't know if you know he's very handsome he can make a living <laughs> like he's charming he's not a bad actor no, he's funny you no know, don't let that uh that wailing movie bring you down just move along the actor who has been most overtly reticent to be in these movies has had the most of them, which is interesting. But he is back, Chris Hemsworth, in a film directed by Taika Waititi, who co-wrote it with Jennifer Caden Robinson, and uh, stars Hemsworth and Natalie Portman, Christian Bale, and Tessa Thompson, and Taika Waititi himself, and a bunch of people we'll talk about in a minute. But we're back. This is the second Taika Waititi Thor film. Uh, let's go. Let's just jump into it. There's a lot to talk about, I think. It's, it's actually a short film. Yeah, I guess it was. It was just under two hours, which I was surprised to see. You didn't like Ragnarok as much as many others. I liked it, I think. I mean, it's been so long. I haven't seen it since. I, I don't, which is funny. I, I came to this like, I don't, I don't know where we are in the story, you know? Yeah, that is confusing. Between the Avengers movies and Ragnarok, I wasn't quite, I lost a little bit of the thread of what came first, but. Yeah. I, 
I, you know, the first one was was funny, and uh, the first one, the first Taika Waititi one was funny, and there were things I liked about it, things I didn't like about it, and I, I think part of that will go play into the discussion of this. So I'll, I'm going to table and, table and all that. My story on that is that I've said for a while that that yeah. is my favorite Marvel movie. Yeah, and I've seen it a few times, and, and it holds up, and I really like it, and I believe that that also affects what we're going to talk about here. Too. This film, and we are all, you know, comic fans. You stumbled upon this show, Josh, and I talk about the weekly comic books, too. And this this film here is the most direct comic book adaptation so far in a Thor story, in which they're adapting the God Butcher story, uh, in which uh, Gore gets the Necroblade and goes about killing all the gods in the universe. So this is the most direct adaptation. Jason Aaron wrote it. He got a consulting credit. You know, that was interesting to watch as a comic fan to see how they were going to adapt the story. And I think, Josh, my two big takeaways were, this was fine. Like, I had a good time watching it, but I didn't love it again. And I think it's because, A, ironically, we often talk about this in these shows about how long these movies are and how they're too long. I thought this was too short. They crammed so much in it, and not just the God Butcher story, but Jane becoming Thor, her whole story. Mm-hmm. And then plus Thor himself, find you know who is Thor, who am I? And then there's a little bit of even a Valkyrie. I thought there was so much going on; they didn't they didn't have enough time for all of it. And I think Taika Waititi is an incredibly talented filmmaker who's made at least one film. I think is is a legitimate modern classic. Yes, but I think his tone was wrong for this story. The God Butcher story is incredibly serious and dark, and it was a tonal whiplash when you had goofy stuff happening around it for me. I agree with you entirely. What this reminded me of is, it's Iron Man 2. It's, Mm. oh, I loved Iron Man. And then they took all of the parts of Iron Man 1 that made it charming and they just turned it up to 11 and it was too much. It It didn't work quite as well. It reminded me of when my son tells a joke and mm-hmm. it's funny, and we all laugh, and then he immediately tries to tell 40 other jokes, none of which are funny. <laughs> and and you, you're right, there's a, there's a disconsonance between the story that they were trying to tell, story, the multiple stories that they were trying to tell, from, like, like they soft-pedaled cancer. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that that's feels odd. I just felt like, if you're going to play a joke character, like, it's kind of bold to do that with Thor, but it's interesting... But then when everybody around him acted the same way, it doesn't work. Right. And that's what happens. So Tessa Thompson and and, uh, Jane Foster, yes, I'm mixing my names, you know, were kind of playing along with him in that game. And you had Rock Guy, and they were all that. And I just like, this is Korg. It's too much. Yeah, and my particular audience hardly laughed at any of the jokes. Yes, that's correct. It's awkward being in a film where there's a lot of jokes lying and no one is laughing. Because they, they sort of build in laugh time, you know, into mm-hmm. the movie. So there's a lot of, like, things hit. Like, it's like being in a comedy club when the, when the comedian's bombing. It's the just, worst like, feeling on earth. And look, there were funny bits. And I certainly laughed at yep. bits. And, and I think the tone, even if I didn't love the tone, it worked in the f- previous film. And I think it's going to yes. work in the next film if they actually do it. But this one, I, th- I walked out thinking, man, that, that gore... That gore story is so dark that it just didn't hit it just didn't hit right like it yeah just, they they cut the they undercut it really is kind of what it felt like and i think the length hurt it because 
you 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 hardly saw him do anything. So like there was no build up. He just shows up. He kills a bunch of lower gods off screen. You don't even see that. And then he fights Thor once in Asgard, and he fights him again on the little planet, and then he fights him a third time. And that's it. You don't really see him ever do anything to make you fear him or make you worry about him. There's no buildup. You don't see him right. stalking the gods. You don't see him talking to the gods he kills before he does it. You don't see any of the buildup of why he's doing it. I mean, in the beginning, the, the cold open, the god he worships dismisses him and his daughter, played by Chris Hemsworth's real daughter. You see that as his primary motivation, but you never see him ever do anything again to talking about his motivation other than saying he misses his daughter. Like, it was just almost an afterthought that it Gore was, not was in the enough. movie. It was yeah. not enough motivation for what he becomes, I right. think. It's interesting to me that you say it wasn't long enough, and I, I see what you're saying with that, but because of the tone of everything, I was done. No, I mean, long enough in, the, in, in that they were trying to tell, like, four stories, and none of them got enough time. Right. But my instinct, though, when I was in the movie was, please end this. And it wasn't that I hated it. It wasn't like, please end this like, I, like, uh, like Eternals, because I was like, I, was like yeah. I, I hate this. I was disappointed, and I was in like, they, because I, I loved Ragnarok, and it was just you, Ragnarok. It's your favorite Marvel movie. Yeah. And I think, and I love Taika Waititi. I, 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 you know, I do, but I think they made the wrong tonal choice here. And part of that has to be, for me, is that I have read all the comics that this is based on. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm very familiar with them, and they're better. They're like, they're better. Uh, you know, uh, the epic tone that Jason Aaron used, the you know overwrought, yeah. overdramatic, you know, you no know, faux Shakespearean kind of thing, works really well with those stories. And I think that like like Jane Foster's story could have been its own movie. Yeah, it, the the gore thing. You're right. Like it was it it was kind of a waste. And and I I don't mean that like. It wasn't terrible. I think I think no. Christian Bale. I didn't know he was in this movie, and I was like, "Is that Christian Bale?" And then you know, plays it, and I was like, "Wow, he's great!" Like, he no, he is, was good, and he really committed. You know, uh, as yeah, he does, no, he did he did that character from the comic book. Yeah. Like he he was it was spot on. Looked like him. Sounded like he would have thought. Like he got to do weird physicality. He like he he was he was terrific. He's a movie star. He was terrific. Yeah, he did um, no wrong though, and yeah. I, and I want to like I think yeah. it was fantastic, but but everything undercut him. Yes. And 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 that 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 the thing is is once you walk down the road with that tone like I kept waiting for a, there's I figure like, you may have jokey moments and then you have the moment where jokes are over and you have to do the thing and I don't think that they handled that particularly well. When it came to the final battle like they were still kind of joking around and I, I you know that's not what in the end of the day is that what Thor is. And Marvel, you know, that's Marvel's Movie brand, right? Is is they right. they are the fun, funny ones as opposed to DC or the deadly serious ones. And the tone works like like go go to like Winter Soldier. Like there's a lot yeah. of funny jokes in Winter Soldier, but the tone never deviates from this is serious, and we're worried here. Whereas yeah. I think Thor goes too far the other way, where I'm never worried and it's never serious because there's always really silly jokes happening. Yeah. They sort of undercut the character of Thor constantly by making him really silly, which is a choice, and it's fine. But when he has to get serious to save the day, it's almost like I keep waiting for him to trip and fall on his face or something, yeah. you know? I don't want to think that Thor is only successful because he's lucky or, right. or you know, yeah. surrounded by capable people or, I don't know, like they just, they just didn't get the balance right for me. Yeah, and I'm someone who likes the the serious Game of Thrones esque tone of the first two films, which is why I didn't love the Taika Waititi one. I mm -hmm. like, 
I like that. And this, I found myself thinking this story would have worked better with that earlier tone. You know, mm-hmm. it just was too dark, and that's that's a bummer because it's a great story. Yeah, well, God Butcher story is a great story. Well, I, and I think that also like um, the tone of the last movie of Ragnarok really lent itself. That all that that Kirby stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, for it, sure. It's, you're able to look at that and go, "Oh, this is this is silly. This is fun, silly. Like it's epic and it's the the you know, the universe, the cosmic stuff." But you know, it is at its tone sort of. So bringing that into this movie with a very different type of story from a very different era, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just felt like a weird miscalculation. When I and I also felt that like. It reminded me of comedians getting on, or like it, it felt more like old school, but it was like old yeah. school had a super, super, um, you know, serious theme. Like it's like right. champ kind gets cancer, you're like, <laughs> right. you know, and you can make that funny, but yeah. it didn't, didn't go. I do think that a lot of this was just too much, you know, there was too much. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Guardians of the Galaxy needed to be in there, they didn't really add anything. Not at all. I, I had that thought at the end, I was like, why are they, why were they even in this? You could cut that entirely. Yeah, and then give more time to Jane's story. Give more time to Gore. Um, they didn't need to be in there. They didn't. They didn't do anything. They didn't motivate Thor. You know, it was the stuff that happened outside of them that uh-huh. they just didn't need to be there. And I love Tessa Thompson. I love Valkyrie, but her story was at least important to this and took up a good, a good amount of screen time. Also, I, I again being lost about where they were. They didn't really spend any time just you know explaining why asgard was now on earth you know as comic readers we know that but people who don't read comics we they didn't really yeah, talk did about that happen that. in the movies no i think the last time we saw them was they were you know they were at the asgard ship was attacked by right. thanos he killed half of them and then we never saw what happened after that so there must have been some sort of broxton story yeah and even it's I was, not even I for a second was like, are these all Asgardians? Are people living, like, are these regular people living there? Because they didn't look like Asgardians anymore? Because they used to be all, they were all, like, big and muscly and... Right, right. Yeah, and, they didn't. And also, just a, this is a, this is such a minor thing, but I was, pr- I'm pretty sure that they went to, uh, they went a good amount of way to explain in previous films that the Asgardians weren't gods, but they were aliens. And so if that's the case, why was Gore trying to kill them, you know? It's a super minor know. thing, but it doesn't really match up their internal continuity. They didn't really take time to do the things I thought they needed to do. Well, instead, we spent time, you know, I, I like Korg, and I love Taika Waititi himself as a performer, but he didn't really bring anything to the story either, and he got a lot mm-hmm. of screen time. You, didn't, you don't need comic relief when everyone is comic relief. Right. Like, he was really, really funny in the last film. Like, when I think yes. about the last film, I, th- I often think about his scenes. But... Yep. but that's the stuff I talked about where like he, he, he opens and closes with the narration and the, the narration's full of jokes and I, I didn't laugh at a single one of them in the narration parts mm-hmm. and neither did the audience. And it was just over and over and over. Yeah, I feel bad because I, I definitely have a, a thing where I'm trying to remember specifics about the movie. I didn't see it long ago. I saw it a couple of days ago. And I don't really remember because I just remember watching it and thinking, why is it like this? Why, right. why am I... And I was, I was very excited about it. Like I was... Like yep. I don't, I don't go out of my way, you know. But I was, I was down for it. I normally have to twist your arm to go see these movies and review them. You were like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in. You were the first one who said I was in. Yep. No, I like bits of it. I liked the Zeus stuff, and I'm looking. Actually, if they do that next film, and it's Thor versus the Olympian gods and Hercules, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. I think that tone works with what they're doing. Like yes. that sequence was 
in Taika Waititi's wheelhouse. It was like Ragnarok. I mean, yeah, it was like Ragnarok. It was like super Kirby-esque, bright, over the top. God's, God's high-status idiots being yes. blustery, too much power, too much strength. And right. it's very silly. And, you know, Russell Crowe Zeus, more concerned about what time the next orgy was than, than Gore was funny. And because they're, you know, they're overconfident. And so that worked. And so like when the movie ends and the clip, um, you know, the, the, the first credit sequence where we meet Hercules played by Brett Goldstein from uh, Ted Lasso. That was surprising. Very surprising. He's on the screen for so short, you don't even have time to process it. But... Um, but I knew who he was I, instantly. Yes, and I'm not I just, good with faces. I was like, "Oh," <laughs> and they're, they're clearly going for a different, a different personality for Hercules in the comics. But I was like, "Oh, well, that might really work with Taiko Waititi." Like, uh-huh. I'm interested in that. So I liked all that, but that whole sequence in the middle—it was a long sequence. It was funny though, and it was good. So they could get the lightning bolt, which didn't really seem to. It wasn't like the the weapon that changed everything. Like it just didn't. It was like yeah, they went he used out of their it, but, way yeah, yeah. to get a sword. But it was just one more weapon out of all the. Well, others. they went to get they went to get help. They went to get help, and there was no help right. coming, so they stole the lightning bolt. Right, but they looked at him like that's amazing. We should at least right. take that, and so right. you expected that thing to be much more significant. And it was just like the like the adventure was getting the lightning bolt, and then you know you remind me just, of the other thing I didn't like with the movie. And I, I realize we're being very hard in this, but there was a lot that didn't work. We talked about this recently on the com- on the show about the comics. I really don't like the weapons being sentient. Yes, and having personalities. You know, in this movie, Thor I uses about that whole Stormbreaker, the, the axe, hammer, and then Jane has Mjolnir, which has been put back together after it was broken. And Stormbreaker is jealous of Thor's attention to Mjolnir, and it's just like. I, I hated that in the comics when they re- they did it recently, and I just think it's I, I just think it's dumb. I, I agree with you. I, just I agree with dumb. you. I didn't. The, I mean, the the thing about Stormbreaker being jealous and the stuff, it, it just it it just went. It was a lot, and it wasn't working for me. It also because like this is actually the, this problem. Actually, I, th- I don't think this is endemic to the movie. I think this is endemic to the comics right now. Is because they had to do a bunch of stuff with the hammer to make sure we, we spent years with him wondering yeah. if he's worthy and he's without his hammer. And yeah. then it seems sort of, it's sort of settled law huh, in the movie because yeah, he had to get a new hammer cause it, cause it was broken by Hella and right, Hella broke it. That's right. Right. Oh man. That, that part is in like, so, but that, so think about it, like that part with Hella, that was all played very dramatically. Yeah. He didn't get jokey. Until after he'd sort of fallen apart. And so when we come into the Avengers movie, he's I'm sorry, I'm changing tax a little, but he's yeah. when we come to the Avengers movie, the end game, he's, you know, he's wrecked. I mean, like he's basically like a drunk, fat yeah. drunk guy. And he goes and he shows up and he does this stuff. He's serious in that movie, you know, when he has to be. He wants revenge on Thanos. I mean, like he's he's de- you know, mm-hmm. that there's no part of that character left after going off of the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's just... I think you're like, 100% right to compare this to Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. They took the thing that worked for you and they went way too far with it. And they were yeah, able to rein it yeah. back in. So anyway, get back to it. Like, But the comics have had a lot of trouble with the hammer because yeah. they took it away from him and they haven't decided to give it back to him in a, in a way that is satisfying. Now it's his dad is in the hammer. I couldn't think of a worse thing. Yes. <laughs> and I say that... And it's from a writer who I love, who does great comic books, but it's I, I hate it. Yeah. And this, they took the same thing, but then instead, it's like this jokey, 
rivalry between exes, and I, I just was like, it doesn't. And I, it wasn't funny. I, yeah, I, I'm glad he ends up with it at the end. Yes, Thor has to have his hammer. And besides the fact that we think it's a metaphor for his penis, it's got to be. Thor has a hammer. He need to get it back. When Jane shows up and she starts beating asses with a hammer, I was like, that is so much cooler. I love the way... No, I'm serious. Like, I love yeah, yeah. the way that they handle the hammer in the movies. Because uh, yes. you've always imagined it when you're reading in comics. But to sort of see it in action because it's a short handle and like whack, whack, it's whack, throw. Spins, it makes yeah. that makes that cool sound. It, yeah. you know. And then the, uh, the sort of... It's just, it's just aesthetically cooler than that long, unwieldy axe thing, which is a combination between Stormbreaker and Yarnbjarn. Yeah, Yarn Barn. You know, so so that that Stormbreaker needs to go to Beta Ray Bill. Yes. Get him in here. He gets that. Thor gets his own hammer. I like the idea. It's very cool concept and very well illustrated that the hammer that was broken breaks into parts and then reforms and comes back. Yeah, that was back. cool. I don't want it to be broken though. But either no. way, you know, it just reminded me that it was broken. It's kind of but but I, I don't, you know, yeah. cool concept. I'm honestly surprised that they didn't introduce Beta Ray Bill, considering it seems like that kind of design is in his Taika's wheelhouse. But maybe they'll do it in the next film. If, this one seems to be doing well, so the, I'm sure there'll be another one. Assume they can they can convince Chris Hemsworth to keep doing it. And we should point out that he's only really still doing it because he really likes working with Taika. What TT says anyway. So we'll see. Yeah, but and that's fair. I bet it's a lot of fun. I liked the Jane stuff. I liked her. I liked them together. They had good chemistry. I thought the yeah. X's stuff was good. It was actually good. I thought him somehow having feelings for her and being awkward around her was good. You know, I thought Natalie Portman was really good in, in all her stuff. In you know, when she when she's yep. sick Jane and when, when she's Thor. Like I liked her as kind of you know, she's a science scientist. She's kind of a nerd. When she even when she has the powers and she's like, you know, blonde and, and powerful she's still kind of a nerd she, she's really obsessed with the having a catchphrase and she's really eager to jump into the battle all the time like i thought that she was that that characterization was fun and i liked that bit of it it might have been my favorite bit of the movie i think you're right i think that she was she was excellent and really captured like i i liked her whole story i know you didn't read it but like in the comics i thought that that worked really well and i thought that she played it really well the fact that she's a little bit older i think gave it more like, if she'd been a 25-year-old actress, I don't yeah. know if she could have sold it. But she's got lines in her face in a perfectly yeah. good way. I don't, yeah. I don't mean that in a negative at all. No, yeah. You know, that, that, that have experience, that have, uh, you know, show that life has been lived, and that that's why she's so concerned about, about losing it and her, you know, addiction to the hammer. Um, they did this story in Iron Man a long time ago, too, where he'd, he'd become a paraplegic and he needed the suit to walk, so he became addicted to the suit. And this is like that, even though that she knows it's killing her. You know, th- there's a combination of I feel alive when I'm doing it, but also I can't. I have to go help. You right. know, it's, it's the wrong thing for me. I can help, so I need to help. Yeah, and that's very Marvel. Yeah, I wanted to jump into the fray constantly, and, you know, being really eager and excited about it. It was fun. And, but, you know... You know, like... She felt more. She felt more like Thor than Thor did, and so right. I was happy to have her there. Yeah, I mean, like generally, generally when when she started fighting with that hammer, I was like, "Yes, that's how <laughs> this is supposed to go." <laughs> how did you feel about the sort of final battle with the kids? Ah, uh, so the, one of the things that Gore does is he kidnaps all the kids of Asgard, right. as bait, uh, because he needs Stormbreaker, which can summon the Bifrost. He needs Stormbreaker to open the gates to Eternity, the character Eternity, which I thought was awesome. Yes. I thought the representation of Eternity was awesome. It was one of my favorite things. So when they showed up at the end and Eternity was sitting there and I was like, oh, fuck, that's cool. 
I agree. So he needed to, to open the gates to eternity to meet eternity because if you can make it to eternity, eternity will grant your one wish, and his one wish, he says, is going to be kill all the gods. So he needs the he needs the hammer or the axe. So he steals all the kids to uh, draw Thor to him to st- get to beat Thor to get the axe, and then at the end, while Jane and Valkyrie are fighting, Gore, Thor. Who, who, is it Thor who changed the kids or Jane changed the kids? I don't even remember anymore. Thor. I saw this movie 12 hours ago. Thor did it. Thor. That's right. He gets them. He gets, they all pick up weapons and he, he uses Stormbreaker, which apparently can do anything well, to that, 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 uh, that's enhance a, that's their a, weapons and they all fight. That's a to, problem to I have is uh, when they just give somebody powers at the end because they need to get moving with the thing. Like I was like, all right, well, that's not really a thing. Well, the reason why I liked it cause, is because they all ask, they're Asgardian kids. Yes. That and so it wasn't like it was random kids off the street. It was like, these are Viking kids. <laughs> and I thought to myself, if you put me in a room with some random Viking kid and you gave that Viking kid a club, he's coming out of that room. I'm not. You know, I mean, like. If you're stuck in a room with a kid, there's got to be combat for both of you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm saying a Viking kid. You pull a kid from the Viking age, sure. give, him a hand, give him a club, and you got me currently. Uh, you know, forty-something-year-old with several injuries. Uh, he's coming out of that room. That's why. That's why I thought it was that, okay. They would know your injuries. He would, right. They would look at your injuries and be like, they would. They would size you up. And be he like, would see the body language. He'd go, okay, here's the points where I can hit him. Hit there, there, there. Right. Um, so I was, I was okay with it there, and I thought it was kind of fun to have the kids, you know, fight the shadow creatures, and it was all the whole movie was set to Guns N' Roses, and this was set to was this November Rain? Was that was. It? Uh, that part was, yes. Yeah. They didn't use Civil War anywhere. I guess that was a problem. But uh, I thought that was fun. I mean, there were, there were moments I enjoyed the movie, but overall, yeah. I just felt like... I think I, I think that the movie, like the plot, I, 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 I take what you're saying and I agree with it about, you know, there being too much and not having enough time to go over it. But I think that the the movie was good. Like, I think that, like, the way that they put those things together was compelling. They're based on really good stories, maybe too much to fit in there. But I just think that the execution it's, made it less effective. It's interesting to say you think the movie was good when you're saying you were just sitting there hoping it would end. No, no, no. I, I'm sorry. The The skeleton of the movie was good. Mm-hmm. I think the that bones. the concepts... Yeah, the bones are right. It, it it just came down to the execution. They they overshot the mark. Uh, they They paid more attention to tone than to story. Mm-hmm. And and that undercut the story. Does that make sense? Yes. Like I I don't I, like the final product. I think you know didn't didn't come through. But what they started with wasn't flawed. As opposed to sometimes it goes the other way. Don't you think that the Asgardians have the technology to give Sif a prosthetic arm? I would. I mean, I'm almost positive. I mean, Misty Knight's got one. And she's on Earth. Bucky had one, and it's like 50s tech. Right. There was lots of little things. We had the return of the acting troupe in which the lower Hemsworth plus Matt Damon play Thor and Loki. And then and this one, we added Melissa McCarthy as Odin. When she showed up, I was like, and I, I think she's great. I, yeah. I do. And when she showed up, I was like, okay. I hate celebrity cameos in movies and in these movies. It like if they're gonna play a character going forward, fine. But look look at a famous person real quick. Just I it just takes me out of something immediately. And then they then they came back a second time. And I was like, okay, this is like a representation yeah. of the problem. Too much. Yeah. Too yeah. much. Like funny the first time, too much. 
It was a family affair. I think all of Hemsworth's kids were in it, and his wife. That's nice. His sons played. His sons played the younger Thor in that running scene, and oh. then his daughter played Gore's daughter, who is now Thor's adopted daughter. And his wife was one. Of I'm the not women sure how I feel about that. I don't have anything wrong with it, but I also like. I was like, didn't you need? They did that with. Uh, they did it with Iron Man. I guess he died in the end of that one, but whatever. You know what? I don't think it's a bad wrap up to the whole thing. She was good. Yep. Yeah, his yes. daughter's good. His daughter's natural. Their interplay at the end was funny. They've been living together for a while now, and she's an obstinate daughter who wants to wear her fluffy bunny slippers into battle. Why does she have powers, though? Uh, good question. Gore didn't have powers, and so he couldn't, and, and until he got the Necro Sword, and that's what gave him his power, but she didn't have that. Everyone has powers. Energy powers. Indiscriminate energy powers. <laughs> maybe, maybe eternity, I don't know. It's a good point. I didn't even think about it. I didn't until just now, because we're being like this. I am not going to read any of the comments. I don't need you to send them to me (laughs) about how people are mad at me because of what I thought about the movie. I actually haven't read any yet. I purposely haven't read any reviews. I haven't read any discussion. I don't know what people think of the movie. I don't know if the the reception is. It's doing well on theaters, but I think every big spectacle movie is doing well right now because people are desperate to be out, Mm -hmm. including the, the three... Asshole 14 year olds who are sitting at my seven o'clock who would not fucking shut up. <laughs> I didn't hate the movie going experience. I just felt like this movie was a missed opportunity. The gore story is such a big one and a good one that they just, I thought they blew it with the, with the execution. And they had such a great actor. Yes. I mean, like he, he, like that's a get and he showed up for it. Yeah. You know, like everything was working with him, but it's just that he was in the wrong movie. Like, like at the end, were you like, I think Gore's got a point here, because this guy's kind of a dipshit. Yeah. That's actually true. They didn't show any reason why, other than the fact that we like Thor, that any of these gods should exist, because every god they showed was an asshole. So mm-hmm. then, at that point, you start rooting for Gore, you know? I mean, Thanos was right. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was a missed opportunity in terms of the tone. It felt too lightweight. It was one hour, 59 minutes. With too many storylines and not enough time for any of them. There were funny bits. There were fun bits. I liked I liked Russell Crowe's Zeus. I liked Naked Hemsworth. I liked the reaction to Naked Hemsworth. It was pretty much the reaction everybody had in the theater to Naked Hemsworth. Sure. There were bits I liked. It's just that there was too much of it. Everything was too much in terms yeah. of the comedy, the silliness. It undercut the seriousness. It was weird tonally. It was just weird. And are they gods or are they aliens? Someone needs to tell me. They're whatever they need them to be. <laughs> I actually do hope they make another one because I do kind of want to see Thor versus the Olympians. You know, they're all pissed off because he stole the lightning. He uh, impaled Zeus but didn't kill him because he's Zeus. He made them look bad. And so now they must save face by taking out Thor. And I like that. And I want to see that. And I want to see if Brett Goldstein can become a movie star. I could see it happening. I mean, Gerard Butler did it. Yep. So, (laughs) I don't know. What? Hmm. What are we going to rate this movie? Ratings. Three. Three out of five? Mm-hmm. Which is tough because you, you, I assume you gave Ragnarok a five. I mean, it's I don't your favorite, remember, so but I, I probably so. would, yeah. Yeah. I have to, I have to, I think I have to go two and a half. Oh, well, yeah. I was being generous. This is exactly how I felt after Iron Man 2. Like, Iron Man 1, I was like, oh, man, I cannot wait. 
it, and then it was just like, oh, they, they misunderstood what we liked about it. Right. <laughs> oh, I do want to mention, I really like the final scene, the post-credit sequence. Jane dies and she turns into gold dust and floats away. And I thought, oh man, you got to show her going to Valhalla. You have to mm-hmm. give her the moment of, not triumph, but... Reward. Reward. And that's, that was what the post-credit sequence was. And Idris Elba was there as Heimdall. I was wonder, actually wondering how many of the people they were going to have. Almost all the main characters from Thor are dead now. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was nice. And I thought it was nice to see her get her reward. And that was good. Yeah. I don't like that all those characters are dead. Because yeah. they're the, I mean, like one or two of them or whatever. But yeah, they killed everybody. So there's no like Asgardian anchor for Thor anymore. No, they wiped out everyone. The Warriors 3 and Heimdall and Odin. And Loki's not dead, but he's off having a TV show. And Yeah. I think this movie's also suffering from not having Loki in them, but that's just me. Yeah. Fair. I'll give us two and a half. I was about half through this movie when I was like, is Marvel in trouble? And look, the movies make a billion dollars and no one cares what I think, but like they, wow. the, the movies don't feel as compelling. And I really, I enjoyed Doctor Strange and I really enjoyed Spider-Man, but the movies don't feel as compelling to me and as well, they're not must see. And I think it's, it's not because I'm not enjoying them and it's not because they're not well, good, but some aren't. It's a very unique Marvel thing to have them all be driving somewhere. And even when they exist on their own and don't are not involved in a major story, they still feel like the whole universe has momentum. And right now, it's just so scattershot that there's no momentum anywhere. I don't know what I'm supposed to be feeling. I think that because of the volume of everything, there's just they're just not as special as they used to be. Yeah. Which is by necessity, in a way. I mean, there's not... There's nothing you can... There's nothing you can do about that. That's, right. that's you know, the first whatever, like, they were all doing something new. They built it up to, they did Avengers movies. Everything came together. Wow, we've never seen this before. Now you've done it, and the best parts of it are gone, so now they're recreating it, so you're on a carbon copy of a carbon copy. Right. You know, it's just not going to be as effective, and it's not because they're doing a bad job. It's just not novel anymore. There's a novelty to it. Uh, you know, the, I can't believe that they're going to do Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man, and it's going to be good. Well, we know we know they can do it now. And right. So it isn't as special when they do, and, you know, it hit its apex, and they're, they're still trying it, but eventually it will be less exciting, and pop culture is going to move on. You know, it's the Western. Right. And someday there will be, you know, some movie that comes out or TV series that's like, oh, man, this is everything we loved about those superhero movies at the time. Some unforgiven of superheroes. Right. You know, I, I just, you know, I just where we are, I think. So Black Panther, Wakanda Forever comes out in November. Say that it's hamstrung is an understatement. Right. And it's interesting is there was like a whole bunch of headlines this week that Daniel Kaluuya is not coming back in that movie. I was like, don't you know by now the movie's coming out in three months? <laughs> like, why is this breaking now? I, I haven't read the article, so I don't know why it's breaking now. But that'll be interesting. We have the Black Adam movie coming out, which the trailer's so weird, but it's The Rock, so I have to be excited for it. Well, I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I don't know. It's a weird time. It's a weird time. After years and years and years of ultimate cultural domination, these movies have become strange, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's the same which as, happens. you know, Star Wars. It happens. Well, so there you go. There is Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, you can obviously uh, tell us what you think. Josh isn't going to read it, though. I probably he's, will. Just put a line in the sand. Uh, <laughs> I'll read Discord. That's that's as far as I get. We'll be back for those other films we just mentioned. Uh, but in the meantime, Josh and I have our Pick of the Week show, which every week we talk about the week's new comic books. We have several special edition shows. We have interview shows. We have uh, shows where we look at books, like collected editions. 
We do all kinds of things. We have our media explode show. We look at non-comics media. All kinds of things happening at fanboy.com. You can find them all there. And we'll be back. I think the next one is Black Adam, but I'm not positive. I don't have the list in front of me. But until then, I am Connor. It makes me Josh. Thanks for listening. Thanks for caring.